In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Deswald. Get ready to learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry. Craig is the creator of the Rock Star System for Success, and he'll share tips and strategies on how you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. This high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. Plus, you'll learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. It's time to be a rock star with Rock Talk on Tuginet.com. And now, here's your host, Craig Deswalt. Wow. I totally feel like I'm back on the road with Guns N' Roses. I'm having flashbacks. This is hurting my head. It's already hurting my head. Welcome to the Jungle was one of the songs that Guns N' Roses started with every single week for three years while I was on tour with Guns N' Roses. And just hearing that again just brings back so many memories of of great days on the road with Guns N' Roses. And we'll be talking about that on the radio show. So uh, my name is Craig Duswalt. I am the creator of the Rockstar System for Success, How to Achieve Rockstar status in your industry and basically what uh, this show is going to be called every show is going to have the name of a band so this show is going to be called because it's my first show on the toginet radio station this show is going to be called genesis how this whole rock star thing got started and it's quite an incredible story how this the whole thing got started because uh it was a crazy i have I have been blessed with an absolutely crazy life. A lot of crazy things have happened to me. I've been very blessed, like I said, to survive uh, touring with Air Supply for years and then touring with Guns N' Roses. And I'll be sharing a lot of those stories from the road with Guns N' Roses. But the main thing about this show, the main thing that we're going to be doing for the next 25 years is basically teaching people how to use uh, outside-the-box marketing techniques that I learned on the road with Guns N' Roses and Air Supply on how to get 80,000 people to come to a stadium. And I take those principles that I learned with Guns N' Roses and Air Supply and I apply them to businesses. So how is we, how, how businesses can stand out from the competition by using outside-the-box marketing techniques that we used with Air Supply and Guns N' Roses for you and your business and what you can do to stand out from the competition. And that's basically what this whole radio show is going to be about. I called it Rock Talk because... Every show, I'm going to be interviewing either a rock star, a celebrity rock star, or um, a business rock star, some rock star entrepreneur. I am not going to have any guests on this show because this is more of an introductory show. I feel like people should know who I am, where I came from before I start bringing on guests. So next week, we will have a guest on the show. Uh, It's a pretty exciting guest, actually. Uh, I just want to finalize that before I announce it. But uh, it's it's a really great structure that we're going to have. We're going to basically structure it like this. In the beginning segment, we're going to be talking about marketing tips, how you could use these marketing tips in 
in your business every day to stand out from the competition and be the expert and celebrity in your field. That's what I basically teach people, how to become an expert and celebrity in your field so people will come to you to do business instead of you always having to go after them. I'm a professional speaker right now. I'll tell you how that happened in a little while. But right now I tour around the country. And I teach people rock star marketing. And every March and September in Los Angeles, I teach the rock star marketing boot camp. It's a four day boot camp where we discuss uh, how uh, all these marketing techniques can be applied to your business. And I tell a lot of fun air supply stories, a lot of behind the scenes guns and roses stories, of which I have millions, and integrate that with how to stand out from the competition. So that's every March and September in Los Angeles. So the first part of the show will always be some marketing tips. It'll be a themed show, some marketing tips that you can use to stand out from the competition. And then the second and third segments, we're going to have the interview with either a famous rock star or a not so famous rock star that has a great story and or a business entrepreneur. I've met tons of speakers on the road uh, speaking for the last two years that uh, are going to be guests on my show. I have like Tom Antion. He's one of the top internet marketing gurus. He'll come on the show. Uh, Brian Tracy, one of the top motivational speakers. He'll probably come on the show. He just spoke at my last boot camp. The list goes on and on and on. So I'll have business rock star entrepreneurs and then real rock star celebrities. Uh, some of the guests that w- will probably come on this show in the very near future, uh, Duff McKagan from Guns N' Roses, probably Slash from Guns N' Roses, uh, Kevin Cronin from REO Speedwagon. Rumor has it he's going to be at my next boot camp in March. Uh, Let's see. Air Supply is Russell Hitchcock, the lead singer. Uh, The the list goes on and on. Ray Parker Jr. from Ghostbusters. These are the people that I know personally. And then we're going to get into the um, other rock stars as well that I've met. I've met basically everybody. And the reason why is because I was Axl Rose's personal manager for Guns N' Roses. And when you're Axl Rose's personal manager, everyone that wants to meet Axl has to go through me first. So I was blessed to be able to meet every single rock star that you could possibly imagine because they all wanted to go backstage and meet Axl Rose. So they all had to go through me first. So it was kind of exciting. And I met a ton of people, kept in touch over the years because I never believe in burning bridges. So met a ton of people and I've stayed friends with them over these years. And now that I have my own radio show, I'm going to be able to finally use all those connections to uh, benefit you, the audience. Uh, talked about the structure of the show. So like I said, today's structure is going to be a little different. I'm basically going to introduce myself, tell a little bit about my story. I won't bore you starting from kindergarten and first grade. I'll actually start after college when I got the job with Air Supply. And uh, like I said, there'll be no guests today. However... If you do want to call in, I will take some calls at the end of the show. If anyone has any questions about my insane life, the telephone number for the show is 877-864-4869. 877-864-4869. Just write that number down. I'm not going to be really good at remembering to mention that number all the time and as professional radio hosts do. Uh, Let me just share this. I am not a professional radio host. I am not a professional speaker. Even though I speak all around the country, I never trained to be a speaker, a public speaker. All I do is go on stage and I talk about 
what has happened in my life. And I talk about the principles that I've learned in marketing. I was a creative director for an advertising agency, and then I opened my own ad agency. So I have a lot of background in branding and marketing. And all I do on stage, and you can do this too to become a speaker, all you have to do is be authentic, get up there, talk about what you already know, and you can have a very, very successful career promoting actually the business that you run, being a speaker, writing books, and we'll talk all about that stuff. So I'm going to get right into it, how this whole rock star thing got started, the genesis of my career with uh, uh, basically on the road for 10, 12 years, whatever it was. I kind of forget because it's all a blur right now. So back in 1983, I graduated State University of New York at Oswego. Uh, not really a top 10 school, but I, uh, a big 10 school, uh, but I loved going there. I was a theater major and a marketing major. And I graduated in 1983, and right out of college, I got a job at the Westbury Music Fair in Long Island, New York. Now, I don't know if any of you know this place. It's a a 3,000-seat in-the-round theater, and basically two weeks out of college, I got a job there. I actually performed in The Sound of Music because I was an actor, too. Theodore Bikel and Roberta Peters were doing a touring show of The Sound of Music. I basically uh, was asked to be an extra, uh, a little small part in the play. So I did the play. Basically, I got the job at Westway Music Fair. A week later, I'm in the play, The Sound of Music, with these equity actors and great actors. And so I'm thinking, okay, the rest of my life is easy now. I'm a star. Boy, that was wrong. But uh, uh, so after that show... Then a week later, Air Supply comes in to do a show. They had a show on Friday night and Saturday night. They did two nights. And the first night of the show, I was working backstage. My job at the Westbury Music Fair is that I was a runner backstage. I basically was a gopher. I would uh, get drinks for bands that came in or performers, uh, whatever they wanted. I would basically uh, cater to their every need. I picked them up from the airport. I drove them to Soundtrack, drove them to their hotels, back and forth. I was a runner slash gopher, pretty much bottom of the totem pole at the Westbury Music Fair in Long Island. And so I'm working on Friday nights and everything's going great and Air Supply, great bunch of guys and we're talking. I meet all the guys in the band and just talking backstage, never thought anything of it. The next night, Uh, Saturday night, they did a second show, and I was not scheduled to work on that show. But what happened was, this is very embarrassing, I'm going to admit this on a radio station, can't believe it, but my mom says, I'm going to air supply tonight with my friend, why don't you go, and uh, you could come with us. So, great, I'm going to an air supply concert with my mom, just out of college, I'm uh, the the epitome of uh, not cool. So uh, I go to the show with my mom and her friend, two you know, 40-year-old women and me, the 18-year-old kid, or actually 20-year-old kid just out of college. And uh, they're sitting in the audience, but luckily I can go backstage so I don't have to tell that I don't have to sit with them. So I'm backstage, so I don't have to sit with my mom in the audience. I'm backstage, and the second night of the show, the security guard from Air Supply comes up to me and he says, so uh, you're the guy that worked here last night, right? And I said, that was me. And he said, how much do you make a week here? And I said, well, not that it's any of your business, but I make about $150 a week. Why do you ask? And he says, now keep in mind, this is a 300-pound man. He goes, how would you like to quadruple that? And I'm thinking to myself, what does this man want me to do for four times my salary that I'm not doing already? And basically, to make a long story short, 
he says, how would you like to go on the road with Air Supply? We just fired our band assistant, and the guys from the band saw you working last night at the show, and they said that you had such a positive attitude and that you were such a great guy, and they loved you, and they thought that you had just great energy that they want you to go on the road with them. And I'm thinking to myself, is this for real? They want me to tour with Air Supply, and I'm thinking, wow, this is the most incredible thing I've ever heard. So to make a long story short, I all of a sudden, the next day, there was a limousine at my house waiting to take me to the JFK airport to take me to a Learjet. Next thing I know, I'm in Wallingford, Connecticut, and I'm on tour with Guns N' Roses. Uh, no, sorry, Air Supply. I tour with Air Supply for six years, six world tours with air supply all because i was a positive attitude i had a positive attitude backstage and i was uh, a high energy guy and they just loved the way i worked and so i always say in my seminars always always do your best because you never ever know who is watching and i live this i live this to to the hilt and i gotta tell you it is the most incredible feeling to be able to be a positive energy for a band uh it it was just an incredible deal that i had to tour with air supply i'm going to talk more about that when we come back from the break uh this is craig doeswalt rock talk with craig doeswalt the show is genesis how this whole rock star thing got started see you after the break teaching you how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field so more people come to you to buy your services and products this is Rock Talk with Craig Deswalt. And we'll be right back after these on Toginet.com. Get ready for the Not So Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not So Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. Everybody In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website, and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Hello. Today we are looking at the correct way to eat corny dogs and fried chicken with a fork. Not. This is not your hair in a bun with pearls on etiquette class. It's time for How Not to Act with Melanie Broyles. Mondays at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Be here as Melanie shows us how practicing good manners should be a way of life. How poise and self-confidence help young people feel good about themselves. And how a child of a healthy self-esteem becomes the adult with a positive sense of self. Royals understands that etiquette is a sensitive topic and has found ways to use humor to make etiquette more fun. For more on Melanie and her programs, go to etiquettestlouis.com. Etiquette is not about impressing people. It's about using kindness, courtesy, and respect in every part of our daily lives. Melanie feels that every one should have the opportunity to feel comfortable in social and business situations. So be here for How Not to Act with Melanie Broyles. Mondays at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Rock Talk. 
teaching you how to achieve rock star status in your industry. How you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. Now, let's get back to Rock Talk with your host, Craig Deswalt. It's my It's my life. It's now or never. Another great song. Uh, that song is a song that I use in my Rockstar Marketing boot camps to introduce the show. I actually had uh, a Bon Jovi cover band playing that song at my last boot camp in September, and it was just an incredible thing. I, at my boot camps, I come out throwing T-shirts to the audience, and it's just a high, high-energy thing. My uh, seminars are not like any other seminar. There's a lot of music, and It's My Life is such a great song. I totally believe It's My Life life. It's now or never. I ain't going to live forever. And, you know, I truly believe that uh, life is very, very short. You're not going to live forever. We're not going to live forever. So that song just means so much to me because of the thing that happened that I'm going to talk about in this segment. But life is short. So do your best now because you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So I was talking about Air Supply, got the job with Air Supply. Basically, I toured with Air Supply for six years, six years on the road with Air Supply, uh, touring the world, six world tours. And the the guys were incredible. I got them really into tennis. Um, we had a whole thing where, now don't get me wrong, we partied a lot. And I, I, like I said, I got a ton of those partying stories. But really cool about Air Supply is we really got into tennis on the and we used to have tennis tournaments. We would play softball games against local radio stations. And the guys, they're all Australian. And, uh, you know, they didn't even know what a softball or a bat was at the time. But uh, they, we became a pretty good softball team because we had a lot of the crew members playing. But we did a lot of charity events across the country. Uh, playing against local radio stations for charities. And the guys, Graham and Russell, the two lead guys, were just incredible. They were very into giving back. And part of my Rockstar system for success is uh, the, I use the acronym Rockstar. The A in Rockstar is abundance. Always give back. And I truly believe that you have to give back, especially if you're successful. Otherwise, it will be taken away from you. So Air Supply was just an incredible six years of my life. They're dear friends of mine to this day. I talked to Russell and Graham quite often. And uh, Russell Hitchcock actually came to my uh, Rockstar Marketing boot camp about a year ago. He was my rock star at that event. And we did an interview together. And he was just so gracious to the audience. And uh, he was going to be a guest on my next week's show, but they're actually in China right now uh, touring. So uh, he'll be a guest in about a month on the show. Russell Hitchcock, the lead singer of Air Supply. Air Supply, um, you know, it's interesting. A lot of people say, you know, Air Supply, uh, you know, just like the, that pop band. But I got to tell you, I meet thousands of people a week on the road when I, when I speak. And all the guys come up to me and they always say things like, okay, I don't want to admit this to anyone in public, but man, I loved Air Supply when they were hot. And, I, and it's really interesting. The audience in Air Supply concerts was 90% women, which, okay, that was great for us guys that, you know, got to meet them after the show. But for the guys that wouldn't go to the shows because they didn't want to admit they loved Air Supply, they always came up to me and said, all right, dude, I loved Air Supply. I just did not want to... uh 
admit it in front of anybody because I guess it just wasn't cool. And it was this thing that the Graham and Russell, the lead singers, used to be totally okay with because they knew their songs were great, but they attracted a lot of women to their concerts and they loved singing in front of women. So they were, if, if there was the word love, if the word love was in a song, chances are that Air Supply sang that song. That was the big joke. It, uh, making love out of nothing at all, uh, out of nothing at all, lost in love, all out of love, um, all these love songs, but great, great songs. And what's interesting about Air Supply is in concert, totally different band. The uh, studio versions of their songs were pretty laid back, but in concert, this band rocked. And I, I got to tell you, their concerts were just amazing. So I toured with them for six years, had an incredibly great time. And after that, I, I said, you know, living out of a suitcase, people say, why the heck did you ever leave touring with a band? I mean, please, you could party whenever you want, girls at your beck and call. It was just crazy. Why would you ever leave that? My answer to that is this tour for six years, going to a different hotel every night, living out of suitcase, and you'll change your tune immediately. It sounds great on paper, and it was, don't get me wrong, but it is a lot of hard work, and it is very tiring. So six years of touring, and I said, okay, I, I just had enough. And, and they were very good friends of mine, and they replaced me with a friend of mine. Uh, I think Ron Stallnecker was one of the guys that took over for me after I left. And I kept in touch over the years, and they're still dear friends of mine to this day. But just so you know, at the time when I toured with Guns N' Roses and, uh, and Air Supply, I was smoking, and I don't now, smoking three packs of cigarettes a day. And because that wasn't enough, I was dipping at the same time. And if you don't know what dipping is, that's when you put that skull or stuff in between your lips and gums. And it's a rush of nicotine to your bloodstream. Really great stuff. But uh, I don't do that anymore. In fact, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do anything. I've given up every vice in the world because uh, it's, it, it took a toll on my body way back then. And so point is, I'd stopped touring with Air Supply because I just was tired after six years. So I get home to Los Angeles and I become an actor again because I had met so many people on the road with Air Supply that I figured this is a really good time to start my acting career. I know a lot of people in the industry. And right out of the gate, basically two weeks after – everything happens in two weeks. It's very interesting. Basically two weeks after I tour with Air Supply, I get – uh, I'm, I'm a waiter at Hamburger Hamlet in Sunset Boulevard uh, in Los Angeles. I'm just a waiter. I got a job as a waiter right away. Literally two weeks after I got the job, just like the Westbury Music Fair, two weeks later, uh, a, a, a gentleman named Herbert Kenwith comes into the restaurant, and he's sitting in a booth, and I'm his waiter. To make a long story short, he, at the end of the time that I'm waiting on his table, he says, are you an actor? And I'm like, obviously, I'm an actor. I'm a waiter in a restaurant. Of course, I'm an actor. And he goes, uh, how would you like to be on General Hospital? And I'm like thinking to myself, once again, okay, what do I have to do this time? Uh, and he basically says, no, 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 I'm going to set you up with an audition. Just give me a couple of minutes. I go away, um, you know, bus his table or whatever. I come back about five minutes later. He goes, okay, you have an audition tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. with Marvin Page, the casting director of General Hospital. And I'm thinking to myself, there is no way he just made a phone call and made that happen. But uh, the next morning, I called General Hospital's office and just confirmed that yes, I did have an interview, an audition, 
And so I auditioned for General Hospital that morning. And once again, to make a long story short, I got a job as a waiter. <laughs> Go figure. Uh, the waiter got a job as a waiter. I was a waiter in Duke's Club. Now, I don't know if you know General Hospital, but Duke's, Duke was one of the uh, Duke and Anna were the stars of the show at the time. Back in, I think this was like 88, and uh, Duke and Anna were the stars. So I was a waiter in Duke's cl- club, and I was kind of like an undercover mobster. There was, there was this waiter, this club, Duke's club was infiltrated with these mobsters, and I don't even remember much about this show. Uh, but all of a sudden, I'm a waiter at Duke's club and an undercover mobster, and one of us is trying to kill Frisco, and no one knew which one was trying to kill Frisco. This is what I remember from the show that's a probably about it but i was on the show for like a year and it was a great gig and it was just i was an under five extra a glorified extra baby basically but it was constant work for a year and so then that was good but now i'm thinking to myself all right when's the next gig coming and nothing came after general hospital because i didn't take the initiative of getting getting an agent i thought okay someone's just going to discover me because i'm an extra or an under five actor on general hospital well, long story short, that did not happen. Um, I was on for a year and nothing happened from the show. But at the end of that year, I got a call from Doug Goldstein. And Doug Goldstein at the time, uh, he had toured with Air Supply as a security guard for the band. And Doug said, uh, calls me up one day out of the blue after about three years of not being with Air Supply or two and a half years. And he says, are you ready to go back on the road? And I'm thinking to myself, uh, okay, might be a good enough time uh, to get back on the road. So Doug's, I said, what do I have to do? And he says, there's this new band called Guns N' Roses. Their Appetite for Distraction was a huge hit. And I'm like, oh, obviously, I know who they were. They were huge, but they were just about to take it to the next level. And he says, uh, you would basically be Axl Rose's babysitter. And I said, now, wait a minute. Isn't this the guy that gets in trouble like all the time? And he goes, yeah, I know. But it's, 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 it's way worse than uh, it really is. They, you know, how they embellish things in the media. And I'm thinking to myself, okay. So to make a long story short, again, uh, I'm trying to make a lot of long stories short because I have a certain amount of time. Sorry. But uh, I get a job with Guns N' Roses. And the first meeting with Axl Rose of Guns N' Roses was at his house in the Hollywood Hills. And uh, I go to Guns, I go to Axel's house, and we meet. And the first thing is, there's another um, one of his uh, his personal manager at the time. This guy Blake was his personal manager at the time, and I'm sitting there in Axel's living room. And uh, uh, Axel is basically in the other room, and I'm talking to Blake. And all of a sudden, Axel comes out and he says, "Get Brian on the phone. I want to offer him something uh, uh, for Freddie." And I'm sitting there thinking, Brian and Freddie, who the heck is this? Anyway, so Blake gets on the phone and he talks to Brian and he says, uh, Axel might have a doctor for Freddie. Are you interested? So now I'm putting the pieces together. Blake was calling Brian May, the guitarist of Queen. And Axel has this doctor that was able to help um, people that were dying of AIDS. And uh, Axel was offering this doctor to Brian May through Blake. And I'm sitting there going, oh, my gosh, he's talking to Brian May, and I'm a huge Queen fan. And this was at the time when Freddie Mercury was dying of AIDS. But Brian May told Blake, look, Freddie's ready to go, and he's just going to you know, go in peace, and, and it's all good. So my first day on the job, Blake Stanton is trying to get Brian May to let 
uh, Freddie Mercury used Axel's doctor to try to help him. So um, uh, I was just incredibly amazed at where I was sitting. I can't believe this is happening. So uh, Axel and I talked that day, and we were both Queen fans, and that's how we bonded. And we ended up uh, touring, basically, for three years. I toured with Guns N' Roses for three years during the Use Your Illusion World Tour, which was, okay, Air Supply was big at the time. The Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion World Tour was the most incredible experience. They were the hottest band in the world at the time. They co-toured with Metallica for about three months. There's a whole Metallica story. The reason why my wife and I are married, my wife Natasha and I are married, are because is because... James Headfield, the lead singer of Metallica, set himself on fire in Montreal. I'll tell that story when we come back from break. But I just got to tell you, um, I just want to thank James Headfield for standing in front of a flash pot in Montreal, Canada, back in, I think it was, uh, oh, I forget what year it was, 1990, let's make up a date, 1991. So uh, I got a great story about how my wife and I met because James Headfield set himself on fire. When we come back from the break, we'll talk about that and talking about more of Guns N' Roses and how I got into my current speaking career where I basically tour myself around the world talking about rock star marketing. See you after the break. Teaching you how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field so more people come to you to buy your services and products. This is Rock Talk with Craig Deswalt, and we'll be right back after these on Toginet.com. The American Rock and Roll Countdown with Alex Price. So where were you in the 1970s? Well, this Saturday morning, we're going to flash back to the 70s as we count down the classic hits with the American Rock and Roll Countdown. You'll hear news and information and stories about the artist and what was going on during the specific week that we highlight. So be sure to join us at 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time this Saturday on Toginet for the American Rock and Roll Countdown. The American Rock and Roll Countdown on Toginet. Parents, if you feel overloaded, overworked, underappreciated, and seriously stressed out, the Parents Plate is here to help you. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on Toginet. It's time to build stronger families through parent empowerment. And that's what the Parents Plate does. The Parents Plate understands the busyness of life and balancing child rearing and other commitments. Brenda Nixon will be talking to noted experts and authors on all issues, from teething to teen driving. Brenda Nixon is a nationally recognized speaker to parents and child care professionals and author of the award-winning The Birth to Five book. From Fox 4 in Kansas City to schools and synagogues to businesses to bookstores, conferences to churches, audiences rave that Brenda engages, educates, and encourages. For more information on Brenda and her books, check out her website, brendanixon.com. The Parents Plate is loaded with information and affirmation. The Parents Plate with Brenda Nixon. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to Rock Talk, teaching you how to achieve rock star status in your industry. How you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. Now, let's get back to Rock Talk with your host, Craig Deswalt. It's my 
All right, welcome back, everybody. All right, here we go. Now I'm going to tell you a little bit of a story of how my wife and I met. And usually that's a boring story, but this is quite incredible because it literally was because James Hetfield accidentally set himself on fire in Montreal. So at that concert, um, Guns and Metallica opened up. Guns and uh, actually, I think it was Faith No More opened up. Then Metallica was second, and Guns and Roses was third on the bill. And it was a major tour. It was like you know forty to eighty thousand seat stadiums, and it was just insane. The stories I have, I'll be sharing over the next year, two years, twenty five years, as long as I have this radio show and I share them on the road, are just incredible. Uh, what happened is, like I said, I've lived a very blessed life. And uh, touring with these guys was just absolutely insane. So we're in Montreal, and James is doing, Metallica is doing their set. And literally, this flash pot goes off, and he forgot it was supposed to go off at this time, and he's standing right on top of it. A flash pot is those things that shoot up in the air, the, that fireball or that those um, sparkles. And it's like really, really hot and really dangerous. So he stood in front of one, and he burnt his arms and his, uh, I think his chest and his, a little bit of his uh, parts of his body, I forget which parts, but major uh, burns to his hands where he plays guitar. So he couldn't play anymore that night, so they had to stop the show. And then Guns N' Roses was supposed to do a longer set, and there's this whole thing that happened there I'm not going to get into now. But uh, Guns N' Roses ended up doing a shorter set than even normal. And that was another problem. There was a lot of things going on that night. It was a, just a crazy night. It was a very weird night. So uh, the lead singer sets himself on fire, and we all now have to stop the tour for a few weeks because he has to get better, and or they got to get another guitarist to fill in for him while he's uh, rehabbing his hand. So the tour is canceled for about three weeks, and uh, Guns N' Roses goes home, but Axel wants to go to New York from Montreal to visit his girlfriend at the time, Stephanie Seymour. So we, uh, me, myself, Axel, and I think his bodyguard, Earl, the three of us go to New York instead of home with the band. And in New York, I actually coincidentally go see Air Supply, who is playing, go figure, at the Westbury Music Fair in Long Island. So while uh, Axel's in the Manhattan, I take a, a a car into Long Island and I go see my buddy's air supply perform at the Westbury Music Fair. And while I'm there, I see this girl backstage who's a friend of mine, Beth Thompson. Hi, Beth. And um, she's at the concert. And I said, hey, whatever happened to that girl, Natasha? Now, a year prior to this, I had gone on a date with Natasha, my future wife, because my sister wanted to set us up. And we went on one date, but I was on the road. She kind of had a boyfriend. I kind of had a girlfriend. It wasn't really a date. It was just a lunch. We went to lunch. Exactly a year later... Uh, I am at the uh, in New York, and I asked Beth, "Do you ever see Natasha?" Because they had modeled together in New York. My sister, this girl Beth, and my future wife Natasha. So she says, "That's so weird." Natasha's staying at my house right now in Long Island, and I said, "Can I get her number?" So after the Guns and Roses uh, Air Supply concert's over, go back to New York, and we go to the Hard Rock Cafe, and we're hanging out. And we, I learned later that my wife was at the Hard Rock Cafe that same exact night that I was there, unbeknownst to both of us. So we go back uh, after New York. We go back to Los Angeles. Now I found out later my wife was supposed to 
go from New York to Chicago and then Chicago to L.A. But she decided to skip the Chicago run for a modeling gig and just go home to Los Angeles. I'm supposed to be on tour with Guns N' Roses, but because the lead singer of Metallica sets himself on fire, we are now going to New York and then back to Los Angeles. So August 14th, 1991, my wife and I are both in Los Angeles. I did not. She was not my wife at the time. And we're both in Los Angeles when we both were not supposed to be. I call her up because Beth had give me the, given me her number. She's there. And I said, would you like to go to dinner tonight? Uh, we went out to dinner, and six weeks later, we got engaged. And right after the Guns N' Roses Use Your Illusion tour, we both got married. So it was because the lead singer of Metallica set himself on fire. We were supposed to be on the road, but we were not on the road. And my wife was supposed to be in Chicago, but she decided not to go. She just felt like I have to get home to L.A. And obviously it was to get my call. So we totally believe in fate and we totally believe that we're supposed to be get together. We are soulmates, total soulmates. Um, I, I tell my wife all the time, there is no way in the world I will ever cheat on you because I got it all out touring with Air Supply and Guns N' Roses. And that's a whole other story, which I'll never get into. So anyway, so I'm done with uh touring with Guns N' Roses after the tour. My wife and I get married, and we decide to go to a... uh, That was very funny, Eric. Uh, We decide to go to a Tony Robbins seminar uh, back in... It was in Los Angeles, and um, I'm now a creative director. We, we, We get really normal after the Guns N' Roses tour. Once again, I toured with Air Supply for six years. I was tired. I toured with Guns N' Roses for three years. I was even more tired in three years than the six years with Air Supply. And it was just time. I was 30, 30 years old at the time, and it was just time to stop all the partying, all the, all the um, drinking a lot, and all the smoking. And my wife and I decided to get normal, get down to business, and start our lives over. So she opened a um, – uh, she was a fit model. She was a model, basically. And one of her strengths was fit modeling, where they try clothes on perfect size models. And I was a creative director. I started as a copywriter and became a creative director at an advertising agency in Los Angeles. But we went to a Tony Robbins seminar because we be- both wanted to better ourselves and take our lives to the next level. And we went to the seminar, and at the seminar, it was an uh, Unleashed a Power Within seminar. We decided that day at that seminar that we were going to both quit our jobs and start our own businesses and become entrepreneurs. So I was making six figures as a creative director. My wife was making six figures at least as a, a professional model, and she opened up peak models and talent when we got back from this seminar and I opened up green room design and advertising. So now we're thinking, all right, we're, we're done, you know, getting paid and being working for other people. And now we're going to become entrepreneurs and work for ourselves and make the money ourselves. And this is when things really turned around for us. And I had a great life up until then, but it was only the beginning of my great life because when when you're an entrepreneur and you can make your own hours and you don't have to go to work every single day, you can go to work whenever you want to go to work. It is such an incredible feeling. And that's what I teach now in this Rockstar System for Success, how to become a successful Rockstar entrepreneur, because it is so much better than going to work. So my wife opens up Peak Models and Talent, becomes hugely successful. I open up Green Room Design and Advertising and be- Uh, It becomes a very successful ad agency, but I started seeing the writing on the wall with the internet back in the year 2000. The internet was going to totally take over 
the um, print advertising and everything. So I'm thinking to myself, way back when, this advertising agency is a good idea, but I just see that the internet is going to be huge. Uh, about four years after opening up my ad agency, Peak Models and Talent, my wife's modeling agency, is going so well that we decide that we need to close green room design and just focus on peak models and talents. So that's what we did. We focused on peak models and talents and it became a multi-million dollar advertise, um, modeling agency here in uh, Los Angeles. And it, and to this day, which we still own peak models and talent, but things were really going great with that. I was helping marketing peak models and talent. She was running the day-to-day things, the day-to-day uh, chores at peak models and talent. We had a great staff working for us. And everything was going great. And I talk about this in my seminars that you have to be careful when everything is going great because you never know what's going to happen. There is, you always get a curveball. And because we were entrepreneurs, we were able to deal with this curveball. If we were working for a corporation or we had a regular job, I don't know how people deal with these situations that happened to us back in October of 2006. So back in October 2006, my, I'm on the board, I'll tell you the story. My board, I'm on the board of advisors of the Michael Hofflin Foundation here in Santa Clarita, California, and it's for children's cancer. It's a great foundation, and they have a great fundraiser every year. And at this foundation uh, party uh, every year, they have a local band that plays uh, f- at the fundraiser. At this uh, particular year, in 2006, I'm on the board of advisors, and they want to now take this to the next level and hire a real band, like a famous band. So in a meeting one day, someone says... Uh, we need to get a band, something like Air Supply. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, you've got to be kidding. Uh, I I am going to look really good in front of these people. So I call up Air Supply. I called the manager, Barry Siegel. Then I called the lead singer, Russell Hitchcock. And I said, can you guys do this for this foundation? And without pause, they said yes. They weren't even on the road touring at the time, and they still said yes. So Air Supply plays this foundation. this foundation event in September 2006. The reason why I bring this up is Air Supply, like I said, have always been my friends. They're, they would go to bat for me and everything, and I would for them as well. So we just had a great relationship for all these years. And I thought to myself, what a great thing that they're doing for me to make me look good in my local community playing at this event. So Air Supply plays the event. The reason why I bring this up, a week after this event, my wife and I are at a pumpkin patch a week after a children's cancer event. We're at a pumpkin patch in, uh, in Santa Clarita, California, and she's complaining of a cough for like two weeks. Uh, to make a long story short, again, my wife goes into the doctor's office, and five doctor appointments later in one day, in five hours, we go from doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor. Five hours later, she walks out with Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer. The reason why I bring this up is I now think to myself, oh my gosh, she owns Peak Models and Talent. We both own that. But I don't have a passion for Peak Models and Talent. And you start going down, down that dark road of, oh my gosh, what if she doesn't survive this because she has cancer? What am I going to do? I have three young kids at the time. They were five, three, and one when she was diagnosed. What am I going to do? I do not know how to run this modeling agency like she does. I can do the marketing and I can help, but she's the brains behind the model, modeling agency. 
And unfortunately, you have to go down that dark road, think, what if she doesn't make it? And it was such a horrible time in our lives, but it ended up being a blessing in our lives because of what happened after that. But uh, to make uh, my wife, just so you know, I, I forget to say this sometimes at my seminar, she is four years in remission. She is totally cured of Hodgkin's lymphoma cancer, and she is doing great, and everything is great now. But at the time, I was thinking to myself, what am I going to do with a modeling agency? How am I going to get out of this? I went to a seminar, and at that seminar, something hit me. I had an epiphany, and I said to myself that day in um, January 2008, I am going to be a professional speaker, and I am going to teach people how to become the best in their industry, how to save a ton of money on marketing and advertising, because I know that like the back of my hand. I am going to become a professional speaker. And that is exactly what I did. I became a professional speaker that day because I said to myself, I am going to be a speaker. I have to take care of my three kids. I got to take care of my family and I got to help my wife through this horrible time. We'll talk more about the speaking when we come back from the break. This is Craig Duswell, Rockstar System for Success. How to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field so more people come to you to buy your services and products. This is Rock Talk with Craig Deswalt. And we'll be right back after these on Toginet.com. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children, ages 24 to 18, who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, you'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler. Vivian McNinney, Friday afternoons at 5, 4 Central on Toginet.com. The Way of the Toddler, with hosts Lita and Lori Hamilton, is a show unlike any other parenting program you've ever heard. Zen Masters in Diapers? Yes. Join us Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central here on Toginet as we celebrate parenthood as a spiritual path for a journey to inner peace. With thought-provoking and spiritually compelling guests, each week Lita and Lori will explore how our children help us with the lessons we came here to learn, adding deeper meaning to our lives and relationships while giving you valuable gems to add to your unique parenting toolkit. Check out the website, thewayofthetoddler.com. With great humor and honesty, Lita and Lori will demonstrate how inner peace is possible even when surrounded by poopy diapers and piles of laundry. And what we can learn from the innate wisdom and natural spirituality of our Zen Masters in Diapers. It's The Way of the Toddler with Lita and Lori Hamilton. Tuesday afternoons at 5, 4 Central, here on toginet.com. Welcome back to Rock Talk, teaching you how to achieve rock star status in your industry. How you, entrepreneurs and businesses, can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from your competition. Now, let's get back to Rock Talk with your host, Craig Deswalt. It's my 
Hello again. The last segment of my first radio show on toginet.com. By the way, the people at Toginet, great people. If you guys ever out there want to get on a great radio station, you got to do this radio station. It is amazing. The people there are great. I'm even thinking about going to a Christmas party in Texas, for heaven's sake. Uh, why? I don't know. I just, there's such great people. Anyway, so, uh, uh, I have a couple of people online I'm going to get to in about a second, but I just want to talk about one thing quick. So I became a speaker because I said to myself, I need to take care of my family just in case, God forbid, my wife doesn't make it. Now, we had the positive attitude that she would totally make it. And we believed that she would totally make it. But you go down that dark road sometimes, and it's an awful place to go. But you have to, you know, you have to care for your family. You have to make sure everything's good. So I become a professional speaker because in my mind, I said that day, I am going to be a professional speaker. I made up my mind that day that that's what I was going to do. So I was America's shoestring budget coach, and I wrote four books in nine weeks, Marketing Your Small Business on a Shoestring Budget, Creating Wealth on a Shoestring Budget, uh, Outsourcing Your Life on a Shoestring Budget, and Outsourcing Your Small Business on a Shoestring Budget. And I was going to teach the world how to save a ton of money on marketing and advertising. And I was dressed in a suit and tie, and I thought to myself, what the hell am I doing? I never wore a suit and tie in my life. Why the hell am I doing it now? So I wore this suit and tie for about a month, and I realized this is so wrong. And instead of uh, the shoestring budget guy, America's shoestring budget coach, I decided to change or I was going to die. I was going to die a slow death of being this corporate fake guy. And I decided to become, I decided to take my roots of my music background and my advertising background and become the rock star marketing coach. And that is where the rock star system for success was born. I have a lot of people online right now, all of a sudden, now that I'm talking about the rock star system for success, and I actually know these people. So we're going to go to Carol first because she's been waiting for so long. Carol, how the heck are you doing? I'm doing great. Very great. Great to be with you. It's great to be with you too. Do you have a question or you just want to say hi? I just wanted to say hi and um, congratulate you on your radio spot. I just wanted to let you know that I was tweeting and Facebooking about you. Very good. We love that. And that's what I teach in uh, this Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps is getting the word out there, using social networking. I mean, a lot of people teach this, but we have different ways of teaching it. So, Carol, thank you so much for doing that. You are awesome. And I think I'm going to see you in March. Is that correct? You bet. I can't wait. Very good. Thank you, Carol. You're All right, let's, let's go to uh, Terrell. One of my coaching clients is out there. Terrell, how are you, sir? I'm good, Craig. How are you doing? I'm great. He's one of my uh, coaching clients. He's a State Farm insurance agent here in Santa Clarita. And he is just, he's a very great internet marketer. And he's writing a book right now. Tara, uh, you're, you're on your way somewhere. You're going somewhere, aren't you? I'm actually about to step into a uh, conference. And it's funny, you, you talk about being a rock star in the conference, is talking about how to keep rocking your competition. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You you definitely do that. He is one of the top blogs out there. It's so hard to get on the top page of Google if you're an insurance a- agent because there's so many people doing it. But he's uh, blogging all the time, and he gets on the first page of Google a lot because of his blogging. And we'll, we'll talk about that on the radio show at all. Any uh, parting words, Terrell? Well, I just wanted to congratulate you on your radio show because I'm about to step into this meeting. But just wanted to give you a quick call to congratulate you on your radio show. Thank you so much, buddy. I'll see you. Actually, I'll talk to you on Monday. Okay. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. 
And uh, we have another one. And this is one of my dearest, dearest friends. This is Harriet, Harriet Knight. Harriet was the first one I just talked about writing books. And what I do in my Rockstar system now is teach people how to write a book in 30 days. It was an offshoot. I, I truly believe in doing something and then teaching people how you do it or how you did it. So I wrote these four books in nine weeks. And everyone said, how the heck did you write four books in nine weeks? So I came up with a system, a, how to, a Rockstar book writing system how to write a book in 30 days and in the last year 80 people is we just had i think it's 81 now but 81 people have written a book that had never written a book before the first one that ever wrote a book using my system is this dear friend of mine harriet knight harriet how are you i'm so good and i'm so excited that you're on the radio this is great it's I know, great. and you, you have a radio show as well. Why don't you tell everyone what your radio show is? I do. Uh, Harriet Knight's Psychic and Healing Hour is on every Wednesday at 3 o'clock Pacific Time on Blog Talk Radio. Very and it's all because good. of you, Craig. I, oh, it is I'm not. not it's kidding. because of you. It is well, not. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I wrote the book. The book changed everything. Absolutely changed my life. It does. And I, I teach this all the time, you know, writing a small book because a lot of people get overwhelmed writing these gigantic books. And let's face it, if you're going to talk about something that is not a novel, more of a business, the things that you do, a 300 page book could get boring. So I teach people to write these small books, like 96 to 130 pages. And Harriet's career, ever since she wrote this book, because now she's the expert in this industry, her career has just taken off. She has a radio show. She does book signings all the time. She speaks all over over. So congratulations, Harriet. You're the best. Oh, you are the best, Craig. Congratulations on the show. I'm really, really excited. I can't wait to see what comes next. Thank you so much. I'll okay, talk thanks. to you soon. Okay, okay bye. Bye. So anyway, there's a couple of people out there. I just wanted to get to some people because, you know, they always say the, the I don't know what the radio term is, where the, oh, the uh, switchboard is is all lit up. And I, I didn't think I would have that on my first show, but I have a lot of people that are, uh, I guess, uh, fans of the Rockstar system, and uh, I appreciate them all. And I have a, a whole coaching, cl um, um, a coaching program, the Rockstar Coaching Program, where we uh, coach people throughout the year. And these are uh, some members of the coaching program and attendees of the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps. So anyway, so I did this whole Rockstar Marketing thing because the shoestring budget thing just was not happening for me. And now I dress what I used to wear. I wear basically ripped jeans and I wear a shirt that's not tucked in and I wear a wild rock star jacket and I stand out from the competition every time I speak across the country because Everyone else at these seminars is dressed in a suit, which is totally fine because that's their brand. But my brand is to stand out like a rock star and teach rock star marketing. So I decided to dress the part that I had because that's what makes you stand out from the competition. So the next, like I said, 25 years of this radio station, radio show, Rock Talk with Craig Doeswalt, I'll be sharing with you uh, tips and strategies on how to become a rock star in your industry because I truly believe that if you do different, if you do things different than everybody else is doing in your industry, you will stand out. Everyone, every real estate agent I know sends direct mail postcards with the words sold on it and their picture on it. You gotta do something different. Every insurance agent does the same thing. Every accountant does the same thing. Regular people do regular stuff and they just follow the leader. 
But if you want to be a rock star in your industry, you need to think differently. You need to think outside the box using these different techniques that rock stars use to get 80,000 people to come to shows and sell billions and billions of albums. Uh, we're going to take uh, another call. We have Gene on the line. Gene, how the heck are you? Doing really well, Craig. Excellent program. Just great quality sound, and uh, I'm excited to hear you. It's, it's, this is a great deal. I know who you are. Gene Amon from Rochester, New York. Marianne and Gene are clients of mine as well. Thank you so much for calling in, Gene. Love you guys, and uh, I guess I'll talk to you Monday. Excellent. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Uh, Carlos, I have a feeling who this is. Carlos, how the heck are you? Awesome. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. Do you just have a question, to... or you just want to say how wonderful I am? I just wanted to say not only how wonderful you are, but your event is amazing. This is Carlos San Diego out here in um, Redland. Yeah, the problem with Carlos, the only problem with Carlos is, is he's a San Diego Charger fan, and I'm a Chief fan. Ah, uh, uh, sorry. I knew Carlos. you were going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Carlos. Uh, any last, uh, Carlos, uh, tell him what you do really quick. Um, I own a company called Local Video Marketing Experts, help small business owners get online and dominate page one of Google. <laughs> Very Dominate is good. And uh, Carlos has been at my events. Thank you so much, Carlos, for all your support, and I'll talk to you soon as well. Take care, bud. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And uh, last but not least, I have one more caller, dear friend of mine from New York, Carol McManus. How are you, Carol? Or maybe she's not there. No, I'm here. Oh, there she is. Hi, Carol. I'm here. Hi. Congratulations, first of all, on your show. Great to hear your voice. And my call-out is really to everybody who is listening uh, to the show who maybe doesn't know you personally. I have been, I have listened to your tapes till I probably have worn out the, the CDs. I am using and applying the Rockstar rules to my own business, and it is having absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal effect. So for anybody who has any doubt about whether this stuff really works, trust me, it really, really works. Oh, you are such a doll. And Carol McManus is called the LinkedIn lady. If you ever need any help with social networking, specifically LinkedIn, she is the person to go to. In fact, Carol, one of my clients, um, I forget who it is, just said that you are, oh, John Schaefer said that you are just rocking his world with the, all your LinkedIn stuff. So congratulations and thank you for helping me out with that as well. I thank you very much. And, and again, congratulations. I love your show and I will be a regular listener. Sounds great. Thanks, Carol. I'll see you soon. You bet. Bye-bye. Very cool. So those are just some – I just can't get to everybody else. Uh, those are just some of the people out there today. And uh, I do want to wrap this show up with a couple of things. Uh, first of all, thank you all for listening that uh, tuned into the show. I am going to have real-life rock stars on the show, rock star entrepreneurs. If you ever want to be on the show, please email me, craig at craigdoeswalt.com. I'm a very accessible person. I don't mind uh, answering emails, and I don't mind people contacting me at all. I'm very accessible. Uh, the stardom uh, that I toured with Guns N' Roses did not go to my head. Not that I was a star. I'm just saying, you know, you get a lot of people wanting to work with you. None of that has gone to my head. I feel I'm a very down-to-earth person, and I, and I love people. I love talking to people. I love helping people. So I just want to thank everyone out there that's supporting me over the last two years as a rock star speaker, and I hope to get a new audience with this um, 
this new radio station, which is great people. It is election day today, so please get out there and vote. It is very important that you vote. I am actually going to uh, get off this radio station in about 30 seconds, and when I do, I am going to get into my car and uh, vote as well. So I hope you all vote as well. Once again, this show is called Genesis, how this whole rock star thing got started. I hope you enjoyed it. You enjoyed it. The future shows will include marketing tips, interviews with rock stars and business rock stars, and phone calls from you, the listeners. Uh, I teach rock star system for success, how to achieve rock star status in your industry. So you never, ever have to make a cold call again because people will be coming to you because you are the expert and celebrity in your field. This is Craig Doeswalt with Rock Talk. Love you guys. Take care, and I'll see you next Tuesday, 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock Pacific time. Have a great day.